To wear a belt in bed is too far for better buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's Alex. The pro-gamer one or the not-pro-gamer one? <laughs> Why hey, not both? Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't talk down about yourself like that. Come on. <laughs> wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't think you've ever been to a pro tour. Uh, so, Alex, what's you don't your strategy for flesh and blood? I did it. I, I, I play let, let, let the pro-gamer say it. <laughs> oh, I go in with one strategy. That's to win. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You're Charlie Sheenan it up out there. <laughs> Rule number one, win. Rule number two, don't lose. Rule number three, win again. Win more. Boom. Yeah, that, that's about my only strategy when it comes to any game. I Calvin really wants me to get into Warhammer, and I just... I, and I, it's inevitable that I'm going to play a game of Warhammer at some point, and I'm, I don't know if I'm going to like it. I think you'll enjoy the mini painting aspect of it. Oh, I love that part. I found a new technique that I've, you tried over the weekend that worked really well to do, like, really weathered, damaged armor. It's really cool. Yeah. I think it worked out pretty well. Oh, are you, are you into strategy games at all or no? Like, no. So, like, then why would you think you would be into Warhammer? Uh, I enjoyed the Star Wars minis game back when I was in, like, middle school. Different. Very different. Uh, according to Calvin, it's, like, one step up from that. So. I, I, I played the Star Wars mini game with you. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay. I'll get to paint a bunch of miniatures, and then uh, I have them a bunch of miniatures painted. So, you know, is what it is. And you're going to see other... People's miniatures with only three color, like three stripes of colors on them, really poorly painted because they just want for the game. Yep. Yep. And you're gonna be like, why? And I'm somebody who mostly just paints for like table ready, so. Yeah. That is one of the things that has amazed me though. Like some of the you just look at YouTube thumbnails of like painting videos where like all oh, the worst Warhammer paints or whatever paint jobs or whatever. And it's these atrociously painted miniatures, and it's just like, I, I get that I'm not even I don't even consider myself good at miniature painting, but it takes just a you just need a little more patience, and it wouldn't look quite as bad. Like you really had to glob the paint on to look that bad. Yeah. But that's not our icebreaker this week. Our better buddies icebreaker: What reality TV series is actually worth watching? Why, didn't we talk, we literally have spoken about this. We not talked about reality TV series before, but uh, let me double check on which episode that was. It can't have been that long ago. It, it, it was literally like two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure that was the news we were talking about. Fact, you could know for some reason two weeks ago. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, it wasn't about, it wasn't the icebreaker. It was just, it, it was just a random conversation. You started talking about yep. Malcolm Middle. Right. No, that's not real. That's, that's not, not reality, reality TV. TV. That's just TV. 
I guess that's just TV. Oh, reality TV. Okay, we haven't talked. I, I mix things up. I mix things up. My bad, my bad. It's all good. Uh, a reality TV series I'd pick that is actually worth watching is Guy's Grocery Games. That's a pretty good reality TV show. What's it about? Uh, Guy Fieri has a fake grocery store and chefs make food. And then they can win money. And a lot of times it goes to charity. I think I've seen this before. Oh, it's it's a real blast. Some good old comfort watching. Because usually they'll do like themed episodes too. So like if yeah, you can just pick which cuisine you want to watch. Uh, okay. Some of the more impressive moments on the show are when Guy will just like, he likes the challenge that's been set. So he'll be like, eh, fuck it. I'm going to make something too. And <laughs> we'll go and like... He'll just go cook something in less time than he's given the contestants and give it to the judges as a snack while they wait for the contestants to finish. Oh, Guy Fury. That's, he's a man's man. Plus his uh, son Hunter helps co-host. So. Okay. Overall, very wholesome, good quality reality television where it's not trashy or like destroying people's lives. What do y'all got? Um, I, would, I googled, but like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Sarah. I would say, um, I don't know if it's considered reality TV or more documentary, but Hard Knocks, I think would that's be, reality. It's reality yeah. documentary. What's yeah, the they pick an NFL team to follow, uh, basically into like the training camp and preseason. Yeah, that's reality TV. Follow the team. Big storylines they follow are like the. Usually during that time of the season, the rosters are way bigger than they normally are. They probably have like 30 extra players to 40 extra players. So they do like the roster cut down. So you see kind of those. They'll talk to like those, um, those fringe roster players that are trying to just make the team. Yeah. I've seen a couple of them. They've probably been doing it for almost 15 years now. I think it's. They're all on uh, HBO, I think. Oh, nice. but I've seen they've the, been like, doing it longer than 15 years. What? They've been doing it since 20, 2001. So 22 oh, years now. Yeah. They did it because they did it that year the Ravens after the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Ah. And they followed them. That was the first hard knocks. Uh-huh. Them following that team. I know they've done reruns on NFL Network. That's where I've seen them. I've never seen them as they come out, but um, yeah. I've never actually seen an episode of them. So <laughs> it was one of the one of the two I was gonna that I could think of off the top of my head. What was the other one? Uh, Kitchen Nightmares. Ah, fair. That's a good one. And they just rebooted that too. They did, yeah. It's back on TV did, now. Did you? Well, it's, I thought it was on streaming too. Yeah, it goes. It probably comes out on like Hulu or something, but I think it broadcasts on like Fox. That's what Gordon Ramsay's always on. Nice. Yeah. Alex, what do you got? Um, I googled a bunch of reality TV just to see what I've seen, and I actually have not seen a lot of reality TV. What I what I'll say that I did enjoy a lot, like in middle high school, is The Amazing Race. Ah. It, it did enjoy that a lot. Um, it's a reality competition show. So I'm guessing it's considered reality television. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. I thought it was fun, like, 
watching just teams travel the world and do silly things to try to win. I don't know. It was, yeah. it was a fun watch. I think the if I had to pick a second show, it'd be Lego Masters, which started like literally just before the pandemic hit. Like they're in season four now. Um, I only ever saw season one. I should go back and watch the others, but it was uh, it was just a good fun show where people were like, hey, build Legos, build Legos, hit the time challenges, build Lego. They built some pretty impressive stuff, and I'll never forget. There's an episode in the first season where they have to build a bridge, right? And the yeah. challenge is like build this bridge and see how much weight it can take. And these two guys built a Lego bridge that was so structurally sound, they ran out of weights and started getting sandbags from the stage crew to weigh it down even further. And I think they got to like a couple hundred pounds before it broke. Like That's crazy. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that's just yeah. physics. <laughs> like, it could support a lot. us standing on it. <laughs> um... I think it's the best thing about reality TV shows, though, like the tangent here a little bit, is that it's just kind of like, they're not serious. They're kind of just like brain, like brain snacks, almost. Like, yeah. you kind of just enjoy it. You don't really get too much out of it. Just have fun with it. I've never... You're not overthinking it. I've never really gotten into any of those, like, dating reality TV shows or the ones where it's, like, all about the drama. Like, I just... No... I don't, I don't need drama in my life. If I want that, I'll go watch a, like, thriller movie. I don't want to watch people's actual lives being ruined. I'm sure I could watch those and really enjoy them, considering the manga I read. <laughs> um, but, like... <laughs> I'm, pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure I could do that based off the manga I read. But, like, I've never done it. I don't know. I love drama. I love drama shows. They're fun. Nah, leave the leave leave the drama off the screen. I don't want to. I don't want to watch the like producer encouraged who gonna have a confrontation crap. I'm like, I just I, no. I'm here for a good time. I want to feel better. Don't make me feel worse. <laughs> what about, what about you, Tara? How do you feel about the? Like most reality TV, it, it's. I mean, I've seen I've seen more of The Bachelor than I would have liked in my life. <laughs> I would have liked yeah. mostly, yeah, mostly because of my sister watching it. Um, and it's just, I, it's just phony. It's just, yeah. I still think one of my, the greatest memes of all time is a somebody made a, like there was a tweet about like who's the next Bachelor gonna be, and it showed the four pictures of the guys. And the caption somebody put underneath was like, I don't know, but I bet it's going to be a square-headed, hard-jawed, mm -hmm. five-o'clock shadow, more-on-top haircut. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about, because they all looked identical. <laughs> yeah, they really did. It was kind of creepy. One of those guys was, uh... I think bachelor. he actually... He, well, yes, but no, the one, one of them was, uh, Aaron Rodgers' brother oh, really? in that picture. Yeah. Oh, nice. he, he was not the bachelor because he, he was actually picked on the bachelorette as the, oh. and I think those two actually got married. Like one of the actual successful couples, you know, quote unquote. Nice. 
But that's how everyone found out Aaron Rodgers doesn't talk to his family, was that oh, show. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of dark. Well, hey, cheap I'm entertainment, like I said. And that, that, is, that is how that shit works. That's going to be really awkward, too, and, like, you end up on The Bachelorette, and, like, in interviews, like, people ask you, like, so what about Aaron Rodgers? And you're just like, I don't, I don't know. He's over there. I haven't talked to him in X number of years. He wasn't there. That's what they, I think what they did was they had like dinner with his family and then like they emphasized an empty chair or something like that. <laughs> They'll be like, he's not here because he doesn't speak to us. Damn. Yeah, it was, that was like 10 years ago or so. Uh, I wonder if we've spoken to them since. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, he never really said why. Hmm. That's never really his style, from what I understand. You mean he doesn't like to talk to people? <laughs> he doesn't like to air out his dirty laundry. <laughs> Fair. Our next segment is Better Buddies Recommend. We recommend a piece of media to enjoy. As if we didn't just do that. Uh, I actually have one off the top of my head this week. What you got? Uh yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's been recommended on here already. I know both of you have seen this already, but I watched... Uh, We're on episode on 210. We're on a loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, like, I'm sure this got recommended, like, recent, Not recently, but, like, recent enough. But it doesn't matter. I'm gonna, I want to talk about it. I saw the second Into the Spider-Verse, finally. Got, Ooh. On the Netflix. Mm. Ooh, um, yay! Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, I think, as much as the first movie, if not more for some parts. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was really like, like the, I, somehow they improved the animation. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I did not think that was possible. Yeah. Um, but they did. It was really pretty to look at. Um, I love Miles as a character. Uh, like they, they really did a great job with all the characters. Um, but I, I mean, I, I just, the, the big thing I want to talk about is actually like, I want, I want to say the one thing I didn't like about them. Um, <gasps> I didn't like the ending. Oh, that's fair. Uh, it it kind of feels like I get they're trying to set it up for the last one, and it's like whatever. But like, it felt rushed. Um, yeah. like they like with Gwen and like getting everybody, and then saying, "Oh, this is our team now." Whatever, like that, like whatever, like cool. Like you could have just. I think it would have been cooler to reveal that at the start of the next movie. Like it'd been, I'm sure they will, but like I think like the way they ended it, I think, I think they could, I think they could have ended it better. I, I really think they do. could have They're just like, moved it up a couple scenes, right? Like that, that's what I I'm saying. Just, like I, yeah, like you're saying, like if they just did, oh, your friend stopped by and left you something when she gets home to her dad, and like yeah. she opens the box and sees the watch, and they just cut it there. I think I think they could cut it there. That felt like a good time to stop. Yeah. I thought another good time to stop would have been um when Miles meets Miles. Yeah. Right? I think that reveal, like you can instantly end it there, which is not even that that's like a scene or two before. I think that's fine because it's like a cliffhanger. You don't know Spider-Man lore, right? Like that's a, that's a pretty good like cliffhanger for that respect. And you know, because you already know Gwen's doing something. Yeah. Like you don't need to like i think that was my biggest problem was like it just felt like they kept Going. pushing the fact that oh gwen is 
is go is trying to save him, right? Like, it's like we don't need to push that. We know that's happening. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, oh, it was amazing. Like that. I think that was like the one small like thing that I didn't like about it. Uh, and it's like, and like I'm not gonna say it, like destroyed my experience at all. Yeah. Um. But like because it didn't, I, I thought the movie was amazing, and then like. But I think like the ending did ruin it enough to where I would say I enjoyed the first movie more. Still, I think the overall the movie like had a lot more better parts. But like as a complete picture production, I think the first movie. Yes, if that makes sense. Um, the first is a better standalone film. Yes, I'm sure once the sequel comes out, it'll be fixed, and I can watch them back if I were to watch them back to back with this with the third one. I'm sure it'll fix it. But they had to end it somewhere, and. You can obviously tell they just didn't know, which is fine. Yep. Um, I mean, the next movie was supposed to be coming out pretty soon, I think, but the they got delayed. I mean, the COVID delay plus the strikes, I think, kind of pushed it back. That's like, I think it would have been like a less than uh, less than a year difference between the release dates, which would have been pretty pretty tight, pretty crazy around. for a sequel. That uh oh, they were yeah. It was supposed to come out in March 29th. Yeah, yeah. This wow. upcoming March. Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be very quick. And from I was like, oh, it must have been like they must have been working on this like the whole time. And it was like, it doesn't sound like they really were. Like I thought it was like a Lord of the Rings situation where they basically filmed it all in like this like the full trilogy in this huge you know. But obviously, this is not filming. It's yeah. Well, like I, I, I'd heard they had even like recorded like the actor lines, which I know isn't really the complicated part of these animated movies, but, but it takes time. It takes time, and I was like, that seems like quick turnaround. Like I literally looked it up in the theater after seeing the movie. I'm like, how? When's this like next one coming out? They just left it on a cliffhanger, and it's like, oh, good luck with that. Yeah, but they're taking their time now, which I think is going to pay off. I think. Yeah, I mean, it paid off already. I mean, I thought this movie was fantastic to watch. It was gorgeous to look at. I, I, I again, I really love what they did with my character. My favorite I, production story from this movie is, and I've I've told it before. I'm gonna tell it again. The entire yeah. Lego sequence. Oh, that was so good. Was directed by a 14 year old. <laughs> when they announced that, when I they put out their first trailer, like a 14 year old made a Lego version, stop motion that the director saw and were like, holy shit, we have to do something with this. And they reached out to him and were like, hey, we want you to come help us do this scene. Like, we we are making a scene specifically for Lego Spider-Man because of your trailer. Help us figure out how to do this. I, I love that scene, too, because, like, I just love when it's like you're one of our best and brightest. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's just, they got me. I was like... You're one of our best, and it's like, yeah. Just facts. It is just facts. It is, it is honest. See, in my, I really loved the other, like, part, I really loved the beginning with, like, all of the Gwen animation in her world. I thought that, plus the music, was amazing. My biggest gripe was Miguel O'Hara's characterization. Like, I, me- I'm not a big fan. I, it's a good, I liked it as a character, but it was a very different character from the Miguel O'Hara I know, right? Because in the comics, Spidey 2099 um, 
he's a little bit more cynical initially, but eventually does come around on being a hero to the point where the canonical 2099, like, original ending, they ended their run of comics where they brought Captain America out of cryo-sleep. He meets Spidey 2099, who's now, like, in charge of the country, and says, you've got this, I'm gonna go back to sleep, wake me when you need me. What, because, like, Captain, uh, like, Spider-Man 2099 is literally worthy of Mjolnir, and, like, has Thor's hammer, has Captain America's shield, and Captain America's just like, yep, you're good. I, I mean, I, I had a problem with this character, not, I don't know too much Spider-Man lore, like yeah. you do, uh, but, like, I think, and I don't think, it's not a big gripe, and I don't think it's, like, something, like, I would bring him as, like, it just feels like the they tried to push him being a gray character too. Does that like to where it's like it's obvious that he's gonna turn, like turn court, like be a villain in some sort of a sense? Does that make sense? Yeah, I didn't really like. Mind I think it a lot though. of the movie, but you, you don't mind it. I mean, no, I don't, I don't mind it too. I'm saying like that's. I yeah. think that's why I just I, I wouldn't like about his characterization. Like I, I'm fine with it. It's just like if there was like. I think that could be improved. Like if, it, like I think there's better ways to make him rare, but that's not what the focus is. Yeah. Right. So like, you can't. I'm not gonna complain because they are really focusing on Gwen specifically, a lot more than Miles. Um, I think like, my big thing, my big thing was like the OG Miguel O'Hara 2099 wouldn't actually have joined up with the movie version. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, I love so much good animation, so many good like designs and references, and I think somebody pointed out that like when Miles takes off his mask during the chase, he never puts it back on. No, think. he doesn't. And like goes the rest of the movie without it. Like he is just Miles. Yeah. Um. No, the movie is fantastic. Like again, the, the size is small points like I, I think i'm gonna i'm gonna like i don't usually pick up movies on like blu-ray but like i own the first one on blu-ray because i enjoyed that one so much i try to watch it once a year yeah. um i'll probably i'll one. probably pick this yeah i'll probably pick this one up too because i think it's that good like i think it's worth having yeah i'm i'm so glad more people have finally seen this movie because when it first came out i i was itching to talk to people and nobody had seen it yet Satira so saw it super like right away, didn't you? Uh, I would. I I probably waited like at least a month into the. I, I saw it in theaters. I know that it was probably yeah. out for about a month. Okay. When we saw it. Yeah. I feel like it was either right before Japan or right after. I think it was it right was before. Way before. Because I, I like saw it and I watched the first one on the plane. Yeah. Because when did it come out? What was what was the release date? June 2nd. So, like, yeah, that would have been... You, would, you saw it pretty quick before, if you saw it before. Yeah, I... Saw yeah, it, like, maybe, maybe we I did. A, I thought I you saw it quick, up a Thursday yeah. night opening. Or we saw it right after. It might well, have been after. I messaged, I, I messaged you, RJ, about going to see it that... Yeah. That weekend... Because I wanted to see it, and you were down, but I had something come up to where I couldn't anymore. And I think that's what you're like. Go... I'm down to see it again. Yeah, 
Oh, what was? Let me see if I can pull my calendar up. Um, I, know, I think it was me. I don't think it was you because you saw it and you're like, oh, I'm down to see it again. My brother was graduating. Like, I oh, that's what? It, yeah. I had a bunch of shit yeah. on Saturday, and you had stuff come up on Saturday, and my brother was graduating. I'm... So I was like, okay, the only day I have. Oh, and I was busy. Uh, Sunday. I was busy you had, you were busy. Night. Friday. You you said you were available Sunday. That's what you said. Yeah. And I said I wasn't. That that was that was the thing. I wasn't available when you were. And then I just I just and then with preparing for Japan and all that, I just never went to go see. Like, right. That I think that's really all I came down to. Yeah. So like, it just so happened to pass, and I was just like, okay. Nice. Uh, Stare. Do you have a recommendation? Um. I don't think so. Uh, you know, I do. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I have nothing to recommend. I, I've never um, seen or read anything. I, I picked up um, a little bit of streaming <gasps> of the um, show Curve Your Enthusiasm. Oh. Um, starring and written by Larry David, co-creator of the hit series Seinfeld. Um. I never knew that, I don't think. You didn't know that? I don't think I knew that. You definitely get the um, the Seinfeld vibe and how he was definitely a big um, influence into it. It's kind of They kind of say that George Costanza is based off of Larry David. Okay. You get that feeling. He's he's definitely playing... Like, he basically plays himself in this show. Yeah. But it's like an exaggerated version of himself. I think the, the only... Curb Your Enthusiasm thing I know is Michael J. Fox did a guest appearance as himself and made jokes about his Parkinson's. Where there was like a running thing where he would like spill stuff or just knock stuff over and Larry David would be like, really? And Michael J. Fox would just look at him and be like, Parkinson's. <laughs> I mean, that's that sounds right. Like, I think he actually like just dumped something on top of Larry David and was just like, it was the Parkinson's. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of people appear on the show as themselves, but it's uh, it's it, it's it, it fits my style of humor. I enjoy it. Nice. It's not too many episodes. It's been on for like twenty years, but it seems like sometimes they take like a few years between seasons. So, like, it's still technically on. I think. I think they just renewed for another season. Okay. Uh. What is it that you like about it? I mean, he just always finds himself in these situations where, like, I think he'll be like, he's he's right. He, like, argues for the principle of things, even though it's like people are against him sometimes. He's just like, no, like, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. It's just, he, he gets himself in these situations that are just, like, they'd be uncomfortable to be in, but he's just, like, he doesn't he's care. He's willing to fight against it. You know the yeah. the awkwardness of some situations. I don't know. I I can't I can't figure out how to the best way to describe it. That's fair. I mean, it, it, since it is like the guy who wrote Seinfeld, which was the show about nothing, I feel like it'd be oh, a yeah. hard show to describe. <laughs> yeah, it, it's got the nothing vibe to it. Nice. I mean, he's very he's very wealthy. I mean the. <laughs> Made a lot of money from Seinfeld, and his character seems pretty wealthy. But yet he still like argue over like, you know, tipping for something. It's like it's like that kind of vibe. I don't know. Yeah. 
I can't be like that. That's that's not doesn't make sense. She barely did anything. Why am I gonna pay her money? Extra money. But not like, and it come, he'll come across as a jerk a lot. But you know, a lot of times he's he's not wrong. Yeah, it makes you think. What if we got rid of all airplanes? No. <laughs> just me. Just just you on that one. I just think. you. I think I think that one's just easy. But we could you. travel by blimp. That We're not doing the blimps again. I want blimps. Let's 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 like so far we we've hit up TV again. We've hit up blimps and airplanes again. Like are we just rehashing? It's like poetry. It rhymes. Planes and blimps, they do not rhyme. No, no, the podcasts rhyme. It repeats. It's like the, it's the Star Wars. I think. Well, I think. I think the plane and blimp song was like over a month ago. To be fair, but. Well, my recommendation this week is I'm gonna recommend it's, blimps. A, it's not blimps. <laughs> Can't recommend blimps. Never been on one. Um. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes, Alex. You've been on a plane, but you haven't been on a plimp. Yes. And you want blimps over planes? Yes. Just want to clear that up. Anyways, proceed. I, I like seeing a sky full of blimps. I think it'd be more fun. More noir. <laughs> get some get some chimneys and smokestacks going to really put a haze over the over the ground. Um, my recommendation is a comics event from 2016, I believe. Yeah, 2016. 20, into 2017 called Secret Empire. Marvel put it out. It was a company-wide event where, uh, through comic book shenanigans, Captain America was turned to Hydra. And it, he was, uh, his history was changed that he was a Hydra agent all along. And he took over the, he used Hydra and took over America. And it was... Okay. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's Hydra. But, like, why? <laughs> they thought it'd be an interesting story of what if Captain America was evil and took over Hydra and used Hydra to take over America. And then the heroes fought back and Wait, won. I guess maybe maybe I'm confused. Like, Hydra as in, like, the mythologic... Oh, no, like, the, like, sorry, no, Hydra as in, like, the evil terrorist organization from the Marvel comics. The okay, real Nazis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, see, this is... I, I. That's why I was confused, because I was, like, I'm not a Marvel guy, <laughs> You know this. Uh, that's so, not like, me. I was sitting there. I thought yeah, Hydraism, like, like, evil organization had been, was more in the public conscious than it is. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, well, I think I, I'm also playing Pokemon and Hydreigon is just Hydra. Yeah. No, and the, so, like, in the Captain America comics and, like, in the movies and stuff, Hydra is the, like, evil Nazi, like, secret society that Captain America fights. And they use okay, now- Magic Blue to rewrite his personal history and make it so he thinks he was always a not like a Hydra agent trying to change the world and fix it and turn it into Hydra. And he does a pretty good job. Now, I just want you to, I just want you to imagine Captain America ha- riding into a battle on a Hydra. So I want you to imagine that real quick. I'm imagining and we might have to end the podcast. <laughs> 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 Sounds pretty sick. I'm not gonna it's, lie to it's you. Pretty like, sick. I, I don't I think. Uh, I think we're on to something here. <gasps> I think that's it. I, get Marvel on the phone. Get Marvel on the phone. They're need. going to want this idea. 
You had Captain America like, as it, part of Hydra. Now, what if he was on a Hydra? Yeah, like, like, hear me out. Giant monster. Or he was one. I, 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 so how I imagined it initially when you said into an Hydra, I thought he was just like one head of a Hydra. A superhero Hydra. That's like, yeah, like, so what, you have Captain America, Iron Man. All the Avengers. Uh, just Captain America, Iron all the Man, Thor, uh, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk. And... Oh, wait, now we have too many heads. Hydra's no, no, have five only... heads. Hydra's have five heads? And we'll just take Black yes. Widow off there. Then it's all the dudes. I think they can sometimes have three heads, too, actually. They can have seven. I think Hydra's, five is... Hydra's have as many as you want. You cut off one, two more take its place. You can, you can just A many-headed serpent. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. They can have as much as we want. But, like, how many... So, like, if we cut off the Captain America head, the Captain America head grows back. Who's next? Uh, it's Bucky and Falcon. Okay, so now we cut off those heads. Who's next? Oh, jeez. Um, hang on. We got Patriot 1, Patriot 2, Iron Patriot, and... But no, no, Cap, Cap comes back. Who, so, he's, like, the Hydra grows his head. It's still the same head. Oh. So, I feel like... It, if we're going to do that route, then it's Captain America and U.S. Agent. Okay, so then you cut off those two. What's the two with Captain and U.S. Agent? Where are the two next ones? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay, and okay. now we got four more after that. Oh, God, let me, let me really stretch this here. Um, <laughs> no, I can do this. Uh, the original Human Torch. Um, Namor. Uh... Falcon 2. One more. Um, we need one more. Come on, I could do this. Uh, and Iron Patriot. Okay, okay. So, like... Don't, I, like, don't make me go another level. I can't. No, 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 no. I'm just saying this is very amusing to me. Because I just want to imagine, like, someone cutting off, like, a Hydra's head and it's Captain America and then another superhero spawn with Captain America. Like, you know, the bros, it's just... I'm frankly surprised Marvel hasn't already done this. As like, oh, <laughs> some evil scientist made a genetic abomination, and it's like all DNA of all superheroes merged into this monster, combined with the Hydra, and like Thor is fighting it or something, or Hercules. Hercules. I mean, that's that is literally where the Hydra comes from. So, because Thor, and then we'd be. Beta Ray Bill, and then we'd have Thor 2 and Sith. <laughs> the, this is this is where I'm coming. This, this is why I got you Odin, down. Heimdall, uh, Balder, and Loki. Imagine Loki and Thor sharing the same body. Oh, I'm sure it's been done at some point. Um, but yeah, it oh, was, without a doubt, one of the one of the really nice things about the Secret Empire event was leading into it. Like a lot of the setup was focused on. Uh, Falcon having taken the mantle of Captain America and his put like pushback against people who were saying he shouldn't have it. And then during the event itself, him, he'd turned like turned away from the Captain America identity as things like were getting bad. And once like Hydra took over, he was like, I'm not getting involved. I'm not going to be a superhero on this. I'm not taking my head out of the sand. I'm just going to run people across the border and like get them out. That's all I'm doing. And eventually, as, like, the event goes on, he kind of gets drawn more and more into it until finally he's like, yeah, what they really need is, they, like, they need a Captain America. They need a good Captain America. Um, 
and need, like, someone to lead the remaining heroes in a fight to, like, say, like, save the country. So. Yeah. It's also had a lot of very inspiring speech stuff going on. So, overall, it was a really fun read. Uh, it also resets Spider-Man's continuity, because before the event, he'd been basically in, like, the Tony Stark shoes of running a company while being a superhero. And it was a company that Doc Ock had built up while in Spider-Man's body, and then when Spider-Man took over, he kept running the company. But when Hydra took over, Hydra was going to, like, steal all the company's secrets, so he destroyed the company and went back to being down on his luck, super poor Peter Parker. Our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week, how are you treated by people around you because you're single? Fuck you, Satara. Uh, I don't always know why. <laughs> the further details, I don't know why, but in the last few years, family, friends, and acquaintances treat the fact I'm single like a big deal, a problem. They always ask me about my love life, and I don't know how to answer. I'm not interested right now, and I haven't fi- found the right one yet. How people react to your status? Do they make you feel guilty slash out of place? Uh, I mean... I know my family's, like, not that weird about it. But, like, I'm not very open about my love life to my family, so, like, it's not... Yeah. It really my... gets brought up. Like, I get... I... Go on. My family, it's kind of, like... I think everybody is just happy living in the time bubble of nothing has changed and no one's changing. Everything is as it was and has and will be. So, nobody, like, bugs me about it, but also... It's, like, I honestly don't think anyone expects I'll find somebody. Well, that's kind of sad. <laughs> not, not that, not, it is sad, but it's not like they're actively discouraging me or anything, and they're not, like, saying anything about it. I think it's literally just, like, my being a single man ha- is has been the norm for so long and is such a norm that I think the only person who ever says anything about it is my grandpa. And it's not like he's ever said anything directly to me. It's just him being a grandpa making grandpa jokes of like, oh, when you have kids or da 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 or or when you find someone. Like, he's not not doing anything to, like, make it a problem or, like, ask me questions on it. He's just being a grandpa. I mean, yeah. Oh, for me, specifically, I got asked this a year ago for my stepmom. It wasn't like she's like she wasn't like she wasn't asking about my dating life. Yeah. Like she's like I guess because I just don't talk about me dating, like going on dates or anything. Like it's like they don't think I do that. I guess I don't know. (laughs) Um, but like with it, it's like she was just like, "Well, do you want to have kids? Like, or like do you?" Like, am I, are we going to get grandkids someday? Do you want to be married? Like, it was just kind of questions like that. Yeah. And my dad's like, oh, it's not a big deal if he's single his whole life. And I was like, well, that's not the plan. <laughs> you know, like, that's, like, that's not what I want. So, like, hopefully that's not this. Um, I wouldn't say I get treated differently because of it. Um, I certainly don't get made to feel guilty about it. I think I, the thing that annoyed me the most is when this hasn't happened in a while, but like, but I don't know, I, about two, three years ago, I would get asked 
like why I was single. Like it's one of those things. Of like, oh, you're you're a good guy. Why are you single? Well, at that point, if like, any time I get like hit with something along those lines, I'm kind of like, well, it's not my fault. Like, I mean, it, it, it's not for a lack of trying. That's yeah. the better way to put it. It, because it is partially your fault. I'm not gonna say it's not, right? I don't. I don't. Um, I don't know if that's fair. Like, I'm not I, saying I, it I'm I, perfect, I but I think in general, not not speaking just to my experience, but to like along yours and other people, where people are like, "Hey, you more, why aren't why aren't you in a relationship? You're such a good person." It's like, well, I yeah, just right. The person who wants it hasn't found me yet. Like. Oh, I mean, in that respect, sure. I guess, like, I have a different perspective just because of sexuality. Yeah. So, like, like, when you don't find people sexually attractive, it kind of makes things a little bit more difficult to, like, pursue dating. That too. And, like, romantic interests. So, like, it's not a very common thing when you get, so you get that question. It's like, I guess three years ago, I didn't really know that answer. And I was like, I can't really, can't really explain that. But like, but like, that's like, that's on me. I, I know that. I know that's on me. It's not like I didn't have it. The thing is like, I, I, I've had options to date people. Yeah. I just haven't. <laughs> like, I, like, you know, like I, I didn't take those options. So. See, and the one that always annoyed me was whenever somebody would, particularly a woman I had shown any amount of interest in was like, oh, you're such a great per- guy. And it's like, well, Thanks. Not good enough for you, apparently, but yeah, I, I'll take the compliment. See, I don't like that thought either. Um, I've tried to grow out of it, but it it was the yeah, one I, think I was, would think it before. It is it is frustrating when that happens, but like, I don't like I don't think they're they're meaning that. Like when no. they say that to you, I don't think they're saying that in that way. And the fact that you're taking it that way, right? Like it's that's a me problem. To be sure. Yeah, that is definitely a you problem. Like that, That's what I'm saying when it's like there is aspects of it that are a you problem. And that's yeah. fine. Everyone has issues with it. Um, I'm sure when Satero was single, he had issues with it. He yeah. hasn't been single in how long now? <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, it's been a while. Almost four years or so. Yeah. Time flies. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's, like, you, you shouldn't feel guilty about it or no. out of place. Though. Everyone, like, if you want to find somebody, you will find somebody. That's, I can say that confident. Um, you just have to be confident in yourself. Know, also, know exactly look, what Here's what you really need to do. Screw the confidence. Throw it out the trash. You don't need it. Here, what you really need to do is the next time anybody goes in on you of, like, why are you still single or how's the love life going and making it a big deal and a problem... Get it on their love life. Being like, oh, sorry, Debbie. Are you still arguing with your husband every night? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really, Dad? You want to bring that up now when you slept on the couch for the last three weeks? It's all projection. I'm happy. I'm happy playing with my Legos. Listen, I'll find somebody that will play with my Legos with me. Sorry, Grandma. But in the Depression, they didn't have divorce. And if it uh, <laughs> and if it makes you feel better, or even maybe makes you feel worse, even when you're in a relationship, others might judge your relationship. So, that's the real thing. Real takeaway, I think, is that it's it just, doesn't matter what you do; you're going to be judged. 
Yeah. Yeah. Even when you die, a new uh, the Egyptian god of death will weigh your heart against a feather. So, be judged. Accept it. Move on. I was, yeah. It, it is what it is. If you're happy, just clap your hands. Figure out what makes you happy. I don't know. It's it's okay. If you're happy being single, that's fine. Like that's not a problem. Like like I honestly believe that if you're not, I I actually strongly hold this opinion. If you're not happy being single. I don't think you'll be happy. Being in a relationship. No, I don't like, think I don't, you would. I don't. I don't. I don't think you did. Yeah. I disagree. Like, not end slightly. Well. Only oh, so. uh, the only reason I disagree is you. I, I totally agree that you need to be able to accept yourself as single, right? You need to be okay with yourself as single. You need to like work on yourself, focus on yourself, and in those times that you are single, like, be okay with who you are and be okay with that circumstance, right? Not saying don't do any of that, but I, I, and maybe, maybe you're in agreement on this, but I think there's a difference between being unable to function as single and wanting a relationship. Oh, okay, no, that, that's it's fine to want a relationship. I, I think of it as, um, you, you have to be, you have to be able to make yourself happy rather than relying on someone else and being in a relationship yes. and that person making you happy. I think that's kind of my thought on it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that that's what I mean by like you have to be happy being single. It's not the fact that you like you, you like you can you can never be happy in a relationship. <laughs> I mean, if you're not happy being single, I 100% believe that. Like if you're not okay with yourself, like what are you supposed to do in a relationship? Well, our next question, what are your thoughts on once a cheater, always a cheater? Is it true or not? With the further details, I'm a woman, and I want to know if a man cheats, is he always a cheater? The answer is yes. These are the people that are always, that, that are okay with being single, by the way. The people that cheat. They cheat at chess, they cheat at checkers, they'll cheat on you. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Let's relax there. That's he cheats at Monopoly, and he's going to break your heart. Is that an ace up your sleeve? I knew it. I, I knew it. Is that an ace up your sleeve or the contact card for your hoe? Oh. <laughs> um. I, I would say yes. I would say it's like all rules, there are exceptions, but the exception makes the rule. So. Don't. Like, be. Have eyes open. Be aware. And, and I and I believe you'll lose them how you got them. If you are... True. The side chick to into the main chick, or other way around, it's... There's okay, a good chance it, it, ends, it ends the same way. With let's, you as let's, the victim let's, this let's, time. Let's, let's, let's talk about this, actually. I, I actually don't believe that. Okay. I, don't, I don't believe that once a cheater is always a cheater. I don't. I don't think that's a, like, it, it, okay, did they cheat on you already? If they cheated on you, for sure, I think the statement is true. But if they come very clean early in your relationship and say, yeah, I've made mistakes in this respect before, and, like, if they're very open and honest about it, I mean... Yes. Man or yeah. female, it doesn't matter. Like, like if that shows growth and improvement, people make mistakes. Yeah, that's... It, it yeah, yeah. 
Yes, I, I think, the, I think like those are the two things you got to watch for, right? On the one hand, it's Alex's, like, when you first start the relationship, if they're like, hey, I have a checkered past, I did some things I wasn't proud of when I was younger, but I've been working to improve and do better and be a different person. That's totally cool. Like, we love growth. We love self-worth. We love uh, improve self-improvement. That's all good. Now, Satara, on the other hand, where it's like, you were the side piece, and he kept promising to break it off and just make you the main woman, you might want to, mm, yeah, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a bad it's start. It's not guaranteed, but it's, yeah, it's not a good way to start a that's relationship. <laughs> No, yeah. like, even, if, even if you start a relationship like that, that I, I, I struggle with that's not going to end well. I, like if they're already sleeping with somebody else, and you're and you want it, like that's not that's that's not how that works <laughs> in my opinion, at least. But like, yeah, I think people can always grow from their way. I don't think yeah. that's guaranteed. Um. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt when it comes to things like that. Like, yeah, I mean, play with fire, get burned. Uh, play with fire responsibly, and you have a nice roaring bonfire to burn your enemies on. Uh, take it, take your pick. Our next question: What is your sleeping attire preference? With the further details, now I want to note before I get into the further details, I included this because it's kind of wild. Uh, so I've been dating someone for a while, a man, it's my first time in a proper relationship with a guy, and he slept over after the fir- after the date last night. He put on his jeans to sleep under the covers. I laid awake for a long time as all I could think about was how weird it was and how uncomfortable it must be. I woke him up and told him, and he offered to take them off because he could see they were upsetting me. This is the first time I've ever seen anyone sleep in jeans. All the women I've shared a bed with either sleep in pajamas or underwear. Do a lot of men sleep in jeans with a belt? Or have I just found myself a psychopath? Wait, so why are we talking about women? Like, wait, wait, I, all the women I've shared a bed with either... Sleep- uh, they're bisexual. Okay. Or friends. They're roommates. They're roommates, but there's only one uh, bed. With a belt? With, yeah, the, wait, with a belt. That's the wild part. <laughs> I can nap in jeans. I got no problem taking a nap in I jeans. Hell, I slept I'll- in jeans once. I could probably even go all night in jeans if I really had to, wanted to, needed to. The belt is the wild thing to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? Are you afraid you're going to lose your pants in the middle of the night? Do you wear a belt with your pajamas? Like, of course not. I, I, I wear I, my I, finest suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> The overalls are where it's at with the buttons, you know. Uh, I don't know any man that sleeps in jeans. Not consistent. I I know people who have slept in jeans, but I know nobody that has woken up, put on jeans to go to bed in. Yeah. Like, that's also weird. That's also weirdly weird. Being like, I need to put my jeans on to go to sleep. The only thing I can think of, the only possible thing I can think of is they had some sexy times and he didn't want them to feel uncomfortable for whatever reason. I, I like it doesn't make any sense to me, but like he was trying to reclaim some level of modesty, so he put jean put his pants back on. 
I think it's the opposite. I think the belt was a chastity belt. <gasps> and he was protecting preventing oh, sex his relationship with the Lord from this heathen. Oh, what is this sexy time? And engaging in this premarital affair. <laughs> Damn. What I actually think might be the case. Question this is, is I think you really I... need to just re- turn around and look at your relationship with God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, like, actual thing that I can think of is, yeah. like, maybe he has to be, like, dressed up for his job. Mm. Like, so, like, if there was an emergency... Like he's just ready to go. As, you know, somebody like who works, are... as somebody who works in times where I can be on call and have to like jump out of bed and go address something, you can take the ten seconds to put on a pair of jeans. Well, this if he's like an ambulance worker or like a firefighter and he has like an emergency on call situation. I th- I think even those people have time to put on jeans. I think the pants are hung up ready to go in that situation. Yeah. Someone's life is on the line! And that's why you hang the clothes on the fireman's pole so you can just dive into them as you slide down. You jump out of bed into your shirt that's hanging from the ceiling, and then you jump onto the fireman's pole, and as you slide down, your legs slide into your pants. Yeah, but, okay, this guy is a psychopath. I'm just gonna say it. This guy is an innate psychedelic. I'm just gonna... He's testing your boundaries to see if he can murder you. Yeah, were her socks wet too? Like, what? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, don't. Oh, was no. He, was, he, was, he, was he worried about, like, popping a boner? Like, need the jeans to squeeze it down? But, like, why did the belt, though? Why do we need the belt? I'm telling you, chastity belt. <laughs> a, a chastity belt really is the only logical conclusion. Like... Mm-hmm. I mean, well, how much running are you doing that your pants are going to fall down in bed? Does he just get up and do zoomies? <laughs> it's, that's it. He, he gets zoomies. In the Why are you running in jeans? Sleep zoomies. <laughs> he sleep zoomies. The, pan- the jeans were the only pants he had, so he had to put the belt on, so when he got up to do his sleep zoomies, the pants wouldn't fall off. He was worried about his morning wood. That's what he was worried about. He shouldn't have been. He was staying the night. They could have just taken care of it the next morning. Yeah. Psychopath. That's my vote. Psychopath. (laughs) I'm voting psychopath. What's the vote? Psychopath. Three for three psychopath. (laughs) Dump his ass. Or just talk to him. (laughs) What What would you guys do in this situation? Let's say... You're dating somebody. Dating someone. And they... If it's my bed, no jeans. If it's my bed, no jeans. No jeans? Why so? That's just a hard line for me. I can't. No jeans? What about, like, like, pants in general? Like, could you, like... Well, sure. I can't say, like, no pants allowed. (laughs) Shorts only. Jeans? But, like, oh, wait, are you worried that, like, if you're, like, snuggling up, that, like... The jeans is too weird. I'm like, it's just... It's too weird, honestly. Like that's like you're comfortable in sleeping in jeans. <laughs> jeans. If this if this ever happened to me, I think I'd start with like before we even like got comfortable like laying down for the night, like to go to bed. Like as they like were doing the belt on the jeans, I might make a joke of like, 
oh, do you want me to take those off again? Like, just joking. And then if they're like, no, I'm just getting ready for bed, I'd be like, oh, you sleep in jeans? Is that comfortable? With a belt? I can, I've got sweatpants you can borrow. I like and if they, they insisted, like, then like, they're, like, they're out. You bring up the jeans. Like, you sleep in jeans. It's not like, you don't, you don't bring up the belt, but you bring up the fact that they're sleeping. Well, it's, you yes. know, it just... Why bother with the belt, you know? A belt seems... It's like if you don't like... I'm trying to think of... If you don't like almonds, and you don't like cupcakes, and somebody put almonds on top of a cupcake, are you gonna bother asking about the almonds when you don't like the cupcake anyways? Exactly. You don't like the belt, but if you just get rid of the jeans, theoretically, you're also getting rid of the belt. Now, if you... Now, if they get rid of the jeans and they keep the belt, now they're that's just stri- so straight to jail. Uh, it, straight that's to jail. jail. Go to jail. I can't. That would be inappropriate. <laughs> Unless it's a chastity belt, in which case you keep that thing on. Yeah. I'm. I'm honest. I would find this weird, but like, I would shrug it off. Now, I would be like, here's the real question. This is the only red flag. They cannot sleep in anything but jeans. Only red flag. No, they said they, said they could take him off. Yeah, this is a hypothetical. Okay, hypothetical. hypothetical. Like, they the on. only red flag is that they they don't feel comfortable unless they sleep in jeans. Like, obviously like people survive, but... Is that... Is sleeping in jeans enough oh. of a red flag for you to just call a relationship? Oh, for sure. I think... I was like, really? how... Like, you're... Sh- Chafed legs, man. I think that's weird. I think that's weird. Like, if you only sleep in jeans, that's weird. I think putting them on because you're comfortable, but you can sleep without them, passable. But only sleeping in jeans? I mean, I, I, the, I would, I'm with Satira. I could not share a bed with that. Yeah, the potential for my bare leg to just graze the jeans. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> enough for me to bail. I wouldn't, I sleep in sweatpants or shorts every night, so, like, I wouldn't really, I, it wouldn't bother me too much. I think I'd be okay. I wear briefs. You, you both saw how I slept and fucking pad. I'm, 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 I'm wearing a Speedo to bed, baby. We're rocking it. Yeah, I don't wear, uh, I don't wear pants. Well, I'll be, I'll be the sole, sole person on that one. Uh, I mean, like, it's like, like I said, I don't think I would have a problem if that was just, like, a thing they were doing just because they found it comfortable but could do it without yeah, like I can't sleep without my jeans. <laughs> I gotta have yeah, my that, that's weird. That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> Dude, I just I wear these because Brett Favre. <laughs> hey man, hey, Brett Favre hey, is hey, big listen, dick listen. jeans. Um, look, I know this is a hotel, but like I I forgot to pack properly. Do y'all got any spare Wranglers back there? Just like a pair. <laughs> uh, I'll, even if it's just like off brand, I I'm really jonesing for some blue jeans, you know. I need to relax with extra room. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got boot cut? I really prefer boot cut. Carpenter, if you got them. No straight cut. I have jeans. No skinny <laughs> jeans. Absolutely no skinny jeans. Okay, now, now, okay, now we take that a step further. If they went to bed wearing skinny jeans. 
that's 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 borderline. That's borderline. I'm sending you to a mental health hospital. Yeah, that's got me. Cons- you can't move. Your circulation is gonna be crap. You're gonna die. <laughs> your legs are gonna cut off all the circulation. The blood is gonna pool in your ankles, and you'll die. <laughs> and then I'm getting questioned by the police. Yeah, I'm sending her out. She's no. <laughs> This just ain't happening. <laughs> I've been down this road before, ma'am. You're going to take what? off the jeans or leave. <laughs> You've been down that's this hy- road before? That's hypothetical where I was questioned <laughs> for the murder of a... <laughs> Hypothetically. A jean-wearing <laughs> heathen. <laughs> the fact that two people would have done it at that point would be dumbfounding. Mm-hmm. Again? <laughs> Our next question, probably our last one this week. Is it weird to check in with someone you've been dating to see where they're at emotionally with the further details? Open to all genders, of course. If you're seeing someone new but not yet in a committed relationship, would it be weird or possibly come off as clingy to ask them how they're feeling about you slash things? Is there a proper timeline on something like that? For context, I'm a 30-year-old woman dating a 35-year-old man. How often are you asking this? Yeah, don't do it too frequently, otherwise it's normal. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is fine. Like, <laughs> like, it's, it's a good idea, in fact. I think, I think this is a very good idea. You should be doing this. This is very healthy. But don't do it, like, like if you do it once, like, maybe wait a month or two. Maybe a little bit longer than that. I don't think, like, yeah. like you know, Honestly, I think once a month is too frequent. I do, too. No, I, I said, think if you're still in the picture no, like, talking to each other, you're, you're, you're good. <laughs> No, I said if you did it this month, then like you know, maybe wait a month or two, like yeah. you know, at once every three months. If you're, and then like you can just just start, how are you feeling about the relationship? Because if you feel weird about the relationship, then maybe you need to ask. Because like if you need reassurance in that way, I could see that. But like, well, and oh, I, I I am forgetting like this is on me. I'm forgetting the part if you're seeing someone new but not yet in a committed relationship. So like. I'd say you ask once after like three, two or three dates, just to be like, "Hey, just want to check in. Where are we both at?" This is like a good talk. Like you need yeah. to have that talk. You can't. You don't want to be let on. And then from there, maybe like, like Alex said, like one or two months down the line, just to check in again. I'm like, "Hey, it's we've been in this for a while, but we're not committed yet. Where do we see this going?" Mm-hmm. And then you just maybe you commit. Call it good. Or you don't. I, I, I feel like the whole idea of committing, though, I think I think there is a line to how quickly you... What's the line? I don't know. I'm in there. But... <laughs> I feel like there is, like, a point to where it's, like, it should just become official. Like, how many dates have you been? I, I think three's not... I think that might... Like, you pass three. Sixty, I think you can still pass with. But I think if you're on double digit amount of dates, yeah, I, I think that's a good rule of thumb. If you hit double digit dates, like on the and you're not official date, yet, it's probably time to make it official. Yeah, because or if you, just cut it off. It's not month, going anywhere. One to two dates, if, even just doing two dates a month, puts you at five months together. Like at that point, it's been almost half a year. Should probably just call it. I don't know. Does that sound does that sound reasonable? I mean, it sounds reasonable to me, but like, let's yeah. ask let's ask the committed man in the room. 
And yeah, like the man's actually sounds, in a relationship. That sounds fair enough. I've as the authority. I wouldn't say I'm on the council or anything. No, no, <laughs> there is no council. There's just the master. It's yeah. It's a. Uh, I would say at least five dates. At least five. Before committing, I mean, yeah. Like, before you even, like, initiate the conversation. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I would say... I don't know. I would say three. Well, I, I do want to clarify. The conversation on where we're at emotionally, where we... How are things, or the conversation of commitment? I, I would say about commitment. Okay. So what? You would go... Where would you go? What 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 number date would you go with? Well, how are we doing on things? That, where would that fall for two, you? Is that a difference? Two or two. Thir- three. I think if you're think if you're three. if you're asking for, I would say three. Yeah. And I I, I want to be cl- I, I think that it's 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 good to clear up what, what I think they mean by that isn't like. I don't think they're like saying like. Like they need to check in to make sure things are going okay. I think they just want to. I mean, it's, I think it's a good conversation to have. I'll, like I don't know. I feel like that's like, hey, I'm really enjoying my like. I don't think it's like, oh, let's talk about this. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm really enjoying our time together. Like, yeah, like having that. Like that's and that it can be as simple as that, right? Like that's. I think that's also a form of this conversation. Like I don't think it has to be some in depth deep talk to check in. Hey yo, we cool? Cool. I don't. I don't see the, that one's a little weird to me. Yeah. I think I think asking them if we're cool or like we're good, like that indication is that you have some worry that things aren't going well. So I think ultimately the council has spoken that thou shalt ask, "Hey, how are we feeling?" at three dates, and shall open the converse the negotiations on commitment at five. Thou shalt not do it at four, tis too soon or too late. Hell, if you, you don't even need to bring this up if you are confident that you're this is going well. Like, you don't need... Yeah. Like, Depends on what kind of dates you're doing, you know, how often. How much money he's got. No. How big his dick is. <laughs> how old he is. Like, is he going to die and leave that inheritance? Like, like you, you can know, last God. another three months. He's going to pass away. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe get the ring on your finger a little bit quicker. You don't even need the ring on the finger. You just need to be in that will. Get the lawyer to come in with the will. Yeah, make sure you, you know, learn how to forge his handwriting. All right, I think that's enough advice for this week. <laughs> uh, thank you both for joining. Thanks no for having me. Thank you, for- y- you, just you? Wow, I gotta speak. Wow. I can't speak for you. <laughs> yeah, RJ, you're not gonna check in with me to make sure that I had a good time on your podcast? You said no worries. No worries. No worries can mean a Alex, lot of please. Things. We are far past the check-in conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you have made too many appearances on the show. It's too late. Oh, shoot. You're right. You're right. You're right. 
Uh, thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies, where we have our meme Mondays. Our Twitter is at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. And by Twitter, I mean X, whatever. Uh, our Gmail is betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love, and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, questions you need advice on. Whatever you send to our Gmail account, we will read live on air, even if you just want to someone to read some random crap on air. If you send me an entire book, I'm not doing it. We don't have time. Um, please promote the show, share it around, tell your friends, and last but not least, be a better buddy. How are you doing, yeah. RJ? I'm doing I. I'm tired. It's like, I want to go to bed. Is he, okay, okay. Like, Satira just said that. And I, I would actually be with you both of you if it wasn't for the fact that I slept. I got home from for lunch. Took like, it was like eight for 30 minutes. Laid down in my bed just to like watch a YouTube video while I was on lunch. I passed the fuck out. Not even realizing. I woke up at 1.45. Oof. I had to get back to work. My boss did not care. He was like, yeah, shit happens, whatever. How long were you asleep? An hour! I slept an hour! Damn. Like, I mean, I laid down at 12.30, I turned on a video, and I, like, instantly passed out. Oops. Nice power nap, you know? And my boss, my boss literally said, he's like, that's, like, the ideal nap right now. Hit the pillow and wake up an hour later. Like, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. And I was like, you don't care that, like, <laughs> just like... <sighs> Yeah. He's like, I'm glad you're refreshed. That's literally what he said. I was like, okay. 